0: All right. Um, I'm going to get a drink of water, then I'm going to give it some old man noises, then about five seconds of silence, and then I'll start.
1: Sounds good.
0: <clears throat> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, and on Mondays we give you a recap of the previous week's TBTLs. but this is our Friday show where we have a guest on to talk about their experiences with the show and also play and discuss their favorite segment in TBTL history. I can't do it all by myself here in Austin, so joining me tonight from a long stretch of I-35 north in New Brighton, Minnesota is Anne Lundholm. Hello, Anne. Hey, Mike. And joining us tonight... All the way from Windermere. What state is Windermere in? That's in Florida. Windermere, Florida. Is Nick, is it arms or armist?
2: Arms.
1: Just like the two of you.
0: Arms. Guys. That's that's what we keep in our sleeves. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> yes indeed.
0: <laughs> Alright, so uh Windermere, Florida. I that, that rings a bell to me uh, golf wise, I think for some reason. Is there some there's some big course there, or tournament. Not,
1: not really. I mean, we're I'm right, like like even before we started recording, you missed the the fireworks that just went off from Magic Kingdom because I can my house literally looks oh. at right at the Magic Kingdom
0: Okay. Well, that's one thing I want to get into into with you in a minute. Um, but just to set the table, uh, I don't think there's anything we must discuss tonight. Um, I, I definitely want to get into Ann's friend effort, but we'll wait till the recap. Uh, <laughs> on, on Monday to, to get into that. Right. right. We'll get to, what's that? Oh, nothing. We will get to know Nick a little better. We'll do his TV tale history clip, which is one that I think we've had several submissions for. And that is, um, the blue angels show where they, uh, broadcast from the top of Luke's house in the Mount Baker neighborhood of Seattle, the Bay city. Um, we'll tell you how to, how to get involved. Of course, and will do that for us. Uh, maybe a little housekeeping. Um, you mentioned okay Windermere Florida you're looking at the Magic Kingdom I was creeping on your Facebook page as I do Nick even to our male guests yes ladies <laughs> I do creep the men uh just to just to make sure I I know a few things about them it's not that I know a lot about you Nick but I did see that you were a member of like an intern group from uh from Disney World so did you work there, and do you currently work there? Why do you live so
1: close? I, I do. I actually, I, I've actually worked for the Walt, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts now for about five years through various internships, and I was a, a student ambassador up at my school up in Michigan, where I'm originally from. Um, and now I'm actually, um, I'm currently a front desk manager at one of the uh, at one of the resorts here on property.
0: Oh wow! So so you, um, it was. It's kind of been your your dream to work for Disney, and you made it come true, and now you're, you're right there.
1: Well, I wouldn't call it a dream, more so I just kind of fell into it, and I said, nah, all right, we'll go with this for now. So it's, it's good enough.
0: <laughs> uh, just a, a question about that. Uh, I noticed in some of I – I think it's your more recent pictures that you're sporting a beard. Now, is that allowed – uh with Disney now? It is.
1: Yeah, they actually it's called so at Disney it's called the Disney look and we have to adhere by it whether it's with whether, you know, for our haircuts or you know, like no visible tattoos. So, and they actually just changed about I think 3 years ago now they finally um allowed beards, but up until the, uh the company was founded back in uh back in the 50s over at Disneyland, there were aren't any beards allowed. So, it's still actually kind of, you know, to some guests it's still kind of shocking to see someone, you know, have facial hair when, when throughout the parks.
0: Yeah. Um, the Many years ago now, I mean, um, I went into business with uh, Papa John's Pizza as a franchisee, you know, as an employee of a franchisee in Seattle and Portland. And the founder, John Schnatter, came out to visit us. And I had a beard at the time and he told me to shave it. And he, you know, they had a no facial hair policy. And we had to have a, a big talk with him, our company did, because he they were not on the West Coast yet. And they didn't know that you could not staff what was going to be 45 restaurants uh, without uh, beards, piercings, tattoos. Good luck. You know, you'll have like three clean cut kids trying to do a $5,000 Friday and doing it really badly. So they came around to it. Do you think Disney came around to it just because beards are now just so ubiquitous? And what's the what's the tat, what's the the tattoo and piercing that's still
1: forbidden? Good, correct. So I think with the facial hair, well, at least what I heard, is that the, there were actually so many male cast members that were actually growing out. Like their, their 5 o'clock shadow was too thick during the day. They actually had to shave throughout the day. I guess Disney just yeah. said, you know what? All right, we're just going to let you guys grow it out because it's – it's better show or for whatever reason, it's, that I, I, I guess that's, that's what they landed on.
0: But it's within reason, right? It's not, um, it's oh, not yes, hipster, hipster beard. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. It has to be like, well, well groomed, maintained all, you know, all look good and whatnot. And thankfully mine, you know, growing, growing in it's, you know, it can be kind of tough just because you have to get over that hump of like, you were basically like stubble to an actual beard. So I yep. kind of, you know, it's being being a manager. It kind of helps because we're not. I mean, we we are our guidelines are a little bit looser as compared to some of our frontline uh, cast members, which we call our employees. So I kind of I kind of got by a little bit with that.
0: All right. Um. What what your beard kind of reminds me of? It's it's very well groomed. It's like uh, you're probably too young for this, but Ann, you probably know this. Um. Michael Gross, the dad from Family Ties. You know that? Yes, uh, absolutely. That, <laughs> t- that tight, short look. You know. Also, the dad from the um, the hand that rocks the cradle, that's that's another that's another one that it reminds me of. Very look very good. You're very Hello. handsome, young man. How old are you, Nick? I am
1: 25.
0: You have got to be one of the younger
1: tens. I I, I, think. I like well. I think I I started listening when I was 19. So I I would I, okay. I'd like to think so at least.
0: Well, we'll let Ann get into that in a second. Um, you sent me your phone number in the chat and. I noticed it was area code 313. That's correct. So you're hanging on to your heritage
1: because that's Detroit. Well done. Yes, indeed.
0: The only reason I knew that is because there's a pizzeria in Austin that that swears they serve authentic New York-style pizza, and it's called Via 313. And I have yet to be there, but uh, I'm dying to go there. What is authentic Detroit- Pizza. Explain
1: it. To it's me. it's interesting because I I remember you you, you sent that the, the picture to me because there's the only really place I can think of that's um, Detroit pizza is this one place. It's a franchise up up in Michigan. It's called Buddies and it's it's basically just you know four pieces of pizza all kind of connected together. So I guess I maybe it's it's square pizza. Personally, mm-hmm. I never liked it. But I mean, every, you know, some people swear by it. I'm a big fan of Little Caesars, which they have, they have in Florida. So it's, I kind of, I lucked out there. But yeah, it was always, I don't know, never, never did it for me.
0: Yeah. Little Caesars is a Detroit brand originally. I imagine, you know, you miss, you miss what you grew up on for sure. Absolutely. Um, Another uh, couple things that I noticed, you uh, were at least said that you liked Civilization, the game. So you have that in common with Andrew, right?
1: Absolutely, it's there's it, it's pretty cool because I have a buddy who lives up in Chicago and another one who lives in Texas. And about on a like weekly or every weekly uh, basis, we jump on our computers and we all play together and have like an online a couple games going, you know, throughout you know throughout the week. Yep. So that, that that's fun to kind of you know just hang out and play with them, catch up and whatnot.
0: I got into it too. I mean, um, this is probably even before I met Emily. Like Civilization one, two, three, somewhere in there. Um. Yeah, and you get you just you find yourself like, oh, wait, it's three a.m. Yeah, no, what really? the fuck have I been doing with my life?
1: Well, because then when you because when you first start off, the turns are kind of short, but once you once your civilization starts growing, yeah. your turns take about ten minutes or so, depending right. on what's going on.
0: <laughs> you got a I got a lot of shit to do, exactly, so I yeah. need, I need to stay up
1: for another hour. what has got to run this. I mean, <laughs> that's
0: right. Um. the The last thing that I wanted to mention that I noticed is you. Liked or or checked in or something at the 2000th show? Did you go out for the 2000th?
1: Yes, I did. That was um. So that's it, kind of a fun story because I I originally asked for the time off and uh, it got denied. So what I did is I went to my boss and um, for those of you who uh, I think it was a couple years ago had the, for the TBTL pledge drive, they got a deck of cards. And if you look at the card number eight, it's the crazy eight, and it's a picture of me holding with with my TBTL t shirt with my TBTL tattoo that says "No Mountain Too Tall" and "Good Luck to All." What against my a wall of TBTL posters? And I showed her this card, and I said, "Look, I'm a big fan of this show. It's oh, the yeah. episode. Can you let me go, please? I'll do whatever you want." So thankfully, I got the time off. But then oh. I ended up closing on christmas eve christmas day and then of course so (laughs) of course you did (laughs) but you know i say it was it was totally worth it i was there for i I was in seattle for almost not almost 24 hours and i did a lot of stuff and i like i fell in love with the city so i'm actually starting to kind of look for jobs out there as well so it's uh really yeah it was uh it was it was a fun time and it was totally worth it I, i can't wait to go back
0: what did you do and where did you stay
1: so, I went, like, so I first arrived, and I forgot where, I think it was like a holiday inn, and I, I, I forget exactly where it was. It was probably like maybe a, a mile or two from the Space Needle, but I found this company that um, dropped a bike off for me. So, I got the bike, I rode around, I, I kind of went to the, uh, I, uh, a little around the town, then I ended up at, um, oh, um, the big market that I'm totally drawing the uh, the. Pike Place. Thank you. I went to Pike Place, hung out there. That was real cool, and it was a perfect. Uh, if you can remember, it was a perfect Saturday. So I mean, a, cl- a cloudless sky, absolutely beautiful. Came back, you know, got cleaned up, went to the show, and then the next morning, finally went to go see the Sky Needle. And then I was, um, I did I did my research, and I took the ferry out to Bainbridge, rode mm-hmm. all around Bainbridge, then I came back, and I ended up at, I, it's called the Thirteen Coins. Went for yep. dinner there, and then I. I forget the name it was an Irish pub, but I went there, had some drinks, and watched some football, then I took a plane back to Florida where I worked at I think eleven o'clock the next morning. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> it probably worked worked straight until New Basically.
1: Year's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Ann and I weren't at the two thousandth, so
1: you got that on us. Yes,
3: yeah. mm-hmm. Can I ask about the tattoo? Oh, of course, absolutely. Cause I really want to know about the tattoo. I think I've seen a picture of it. I think you posted it before, but I want to know when you got it and what your state of mind was.
1: So I, I got it. I think it was cause I, I, on my time hop, it actually came up not too long ago. So I think it was sometime in March of two years ago. And at, at this point, I had. I, have you know, fell in love with the show from, you know, well way back in college, um, absolutely loved it, you know, listening to them, you know, back, back when it was, you know, Sean and Jen and kind of work, working our way up to, you know, to where Andrew is right now. And it's, I just became, it became such a, such a part of my life through, through college and just going through the, the good times and the high, you know, the bad times. So I just, you know what, I, you know, I really like tattoos. I have 12 of them total. So I just say, you know what, might as well just add to the, add to the pile for, uh, for some, for, for a quote that I really like of something that I, you know, I really just, just i enjoy that's that's basically just a part of my life now at this point
0: i don't think i have seen it though let's post it and and i I will hand uh i will hand him over to you i of course will pepper in some questions as well but you know run him through
3: absolutely uh hello nick hello (laughs) uh first question is how did you find the show so
1: it was um, freshman year. My uh, roommate, his name is Jake, who I know is a still a, a current ten. Um, Jake Scheidel. Yep, you got it. Absolutely. Yep. Um, he uh, he started playing podcasts in um, in our in our common room in our dorm, and one of them was TBTL. And I grew up listening to radio in Detroit. A lot of you know talk radio throughout there. And I started listening to it and I realized this is, this is something different. It's funny. It's, it, it's, it was just, there was just something different to it. And I kept listening by the end of the school year. He, he got me hooked and I started listening to it on, you know, on my days off throughout summer when I worked at a golf course. I always looked forward to it. And then it just, you know, throughout and basically, I, I, basically up until now, I, I've been a, I've been a uh, constant listener and that since like the summer of 2010, I believe.
3: And did you know? pretty much right away or did it grow on you it it definitely i
1: because I, I knew i liked it but it definitely grew on me it's i mean that that was the time when luke was doing the episodes by himself so that, that was what i was where uh i don't want to say trying times but it was it was definitely <laughs> uh definitely th- different than it was now um but it's uh, i i you know I, i've always been a fan since basically first listen
3: do you remember what the first episode was
1: I don't, but the one episode I really, really remember is the 500th episode when they did it live from New York and they had John Hodgman on. And just hear, hearing, you know, the fact that they got someone, you know, as big as him and how, how you know, funny they were and how, you know, it, they just had like a cool, cool community based all around them. I, that's That's
3: the one part that I just, I absolutely loved about that. I don't think I've heard that one. I think I missed that. So I'll have to go back and check it
0: out. Yeah wasn't wasn't somebody really drunk at that episode? Um, uh,
1: prob. I mean, i my. Fr- what was the
0: comedian? Ah, I can't think of his name. Not John Hodgman. He was right, great, yeah. but somebody sh- somebody showed up pretty drunk to that one.
1: That wasn't um, um, Sir Mix a Lot. That that was another live show, no, right?
0: Yeah, well, I was it, at the Sir
1: Mix a Lot okay. show.
3: It he wasn't was one of the Cordry's that came drunk. Wasn't
1: no,
0: Cordry was at the LA yeah, show.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay.
0: Dang it! I can't think of the guy's name. Oh try. Make- it, was, it, was,
1: it was probably Sean. I mean, that I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's a, a, a comedian, actor, big schlubby guy. Gosh, dang it! anyway, go ahead. I'll find it. Uh,
3: so, uh, apart from that particular episode, is there one where you said to yourself, "This is it. I'm all in," and you were a ten?
1: Um, I actually can't. I can't remember one. I, I will say it was. I vividly remember the first time Luke read an email that I sent him and had to do with running, and I just thought that was the absolute coolest thing that it's like he actually you know responded to me and I got on the air so i don't I don't remember what the episode was, but it was in that summer when I really first started listening, so I think once he I kind of got that acknowledgement i said okay i'm I'm definitely one hundred percent into this at this point
0: Eugene
3: Merman, okay oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> So are you a runner yourself then? I am, yes. I actually,
1: just this past weekend here at Disney World, they had, it's the inaugural Dark Side uh, Half Marathon um, relating to Star Wars.
3: And they're all evil characters,
1: <laughs> basically. So it was it was cool because this this was the dark side challenge. So on Saturday, I ran a 10k, and it's cool for all about the Disney races. You actually run through all of the theme parks. So we got to run through some of them, and then on Sunday, I um, I did the half marathon as well, and you know got to run through um like the, the all, all the roads through Disney, and I ran through some of the theme parks as well. So it was a lot of fun, and it was all. Let me ask you. Oh, go ahead.
0: Sorry, let me ask you this about um, running in that sort of a like themed race. Like when you're a kid and you go out on Halloween, you have to wear one of those plastic masks. It's torture just to even walk from house to house. So how did you do it with like the stormtrooper helmets and the... And the Darth Vader masks on run an actual half marathon with that stuff on.
1: There's a lot about that because, one, everything with happened at Boston, um, costumes and everything are really kind of, oh, they, right. they've oh. toned them down. And being Walt Disney World, Mickey is very protective of his brand. So we are, very, we cannot, no one can wear a mask. Um, costumes are, you know, there there are a lot of new rules regarding costumes. Um, lightsabers are okay. So, um... For the 10K, I dressed up in a Darth Vader costume. Not j- just like this whole kind of... The, the chess piece and everything. And I carried his lightsaber. Um, mm. And then on Sunday, I... Had my own. But you look so kind and cute, though. So I just don't think
0: you can pull that off.
1: Nick. Well, it's the—I'm um, actually um, a part of a, um, an international group called uh, Vader's Fist. It's the 501st Legion, and what it is is that we dress up as Imperial soldiers all throughout the movies, and we have movie-quality costumes, and we go out and we actually volunteer at um, community events. Uh, we go to local children's hospitals, and we basically just kind of hang out as Star Wars characters and just kind of you know spread the spread the joy of Star wars around that's great yeah
3: wow so when you're in um costume like that are you very serious and do you do a british accent so you're a <laughs> Believable imperial officer. thankfully we don't have to be that
1: that into it but i actually i am an imperial i do have an imperial officer costume and i'm currently working on building a stormtrooper um uh armor as well but thankfully we don't because depending depending on your audience especially if it's young kids you, you can be a little bit more happy and whatnot but when, it, when i go to um conventions and you know i'm talking with an older crowd i, I can kind of get more into character a little bit
0: Right, you could it, when you go to conventions, and not at the children's hospital, you can actually lift other people off the ground with your. Their-
1: exactly. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> I guess that's a know your audience sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed.
0: Son, I find your lack of faith disturbing, <laughs> and now I'm going to choke you out.
3: All right. Well, we know that you've had at least one TVTale appearance. If you had an email read, but have you had additional appearances?
1: I have, um, there's been a couple, well, a couple times when, like, Luke and Andrew have mentioned, um, my last name, which, and is, I always, what Andrew's joke always even makes me laugh at this point. Um, but then it's, and this is probably, I would say, my most prominent one is, um, I think it happened this past week when the, uh, the latest Blue Apron ad aired. And Luke said, uh, Nick from Florida, who was the case study for bringing a lady friend over uh, to make the Blue Apron, that was me.
3: That was you.
1: <laughs> yes, it was.
0: <laughs> so wait, stop. How did that go?
1: <laughs> well, which, which time? I guess I have to ask you.
0: <laughs> I, I, I want to hear the whole thing. This lady friend, the Blue Apron, come on. I mean, I need to know well, what happened.
1: So it's <laughs> it's happened more than once and probably over 5 times um <laughs> you bring uh, you bring a lady friend over and then I pull out my blue apron and actually what I do is I let them choose um which meal that they would prefer and then I cook it up and then I already have wine um ready to go we um we you know watch some Netflix or a movie and then as as Luke said it ends real good
0: so you don't perpetrate like like this is a meal that you whipped up. You don't like empty all the ingredients into your own – things and pretend that this was your idea and that you shop for all this stuff. No, no, no.
1: I'm actually, I'm very open and honest about it. Um, Okay. I just let them know, yeah, this is this cool program. And then I normally talk about it. Well, I heard about it on this one podcast that I listen to. And at Uh that point, I kind of like to see if they've heard of podcasts and then, you know, how to judge and just say, oh, I'm a big fan of this one. I have a tattoo. And then I go on other podcasts to talk about it. So, and that's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, easy. (laughs)
3: Okay, and the final and most important question, why does TBTL matter to you?
1: Um, so having it, you know, I, I've listened to it now since for I think going on like six years at this point. It's Luke Luke, Andrew, Jen, and Sean all really kind of helped me get through college and not to say that it was bad, but it, they really were just they were a constant companion of someone there to always make me laugh, to kind of, to kind of forget about the real world for a little bit and just to, just to kind of, you know, hear about other news stories that are kind of off the beaten track, but are, and, you know, are, are still, you know, ha- have some prominence. And it's really just become a, a part of my life to somewhere I can just, I can always rely on every Monday through Friday. I have these you know, these two friends who no matter what will always make me forget about something that will always make me laugh and I can recite the drops and recite intros and, you know, whatever it might be. It's, it's just something I've always, I, I've definitely come to, to love and rely on just to kind of, to get me through whatever part of my life I'm going through.
0: Uh, let me ask you one more thing. You made it out to the 2000th. Did, have you been to any other
1: I didn't, um, hi, but, however, I've already bought my plane ticket for the show in Minnesota. Oh, wow. Excellent. However, yes. Um, however, I know I'm not going to get the day off, so I'm just going to call in sick <laughs> for the day and then just go and, you know, figure it out from there. Yeah. I, thankfully, I don't think any of my coworkers or peers listen to this. So,
0: <laughs> Well, there's a small chance that they might listen to TVTL. And then there's a probably one tenth of the, a chance of that, of them listening to this. So you're probably okay. Probably. Um, yeah. So that's that's fantastic. So the clip that you chose was uh, the Blue Angels, and this was a day, Luke loves the Blue Angels, and he happened to buy a house in the Mount Baker neighborhood, which is very near Lake Washington where seafare happens and seafare is an annual event in early august i think it's usually the first weekend in august where there's a hydroplane race unlimited hydroplanes and if you're from detroit nick this is probably the only other city in the country major city in the country that has unlimited hydroplane
1: i i know i know the sport very well actually
0: <laughs> racing. it's an insane sport these these um these boats with uh, jet engines um and light fiberglass bodies race around sometimes choppy waters, and very often flip. And drivers are are killed. Uh, not on a regular basis anymore, but it used to be a pretty regular thing. It's very dangerous. It's kind of fun to watch. I, but mostly it's just a chance for um, people to go take their boats out onto a log boom or go to the beach and get super drunk and cut their feet on glass in the in the water. So. <clears throat> So uh, part of the celebration every year, except for a few years recently in Seattle where they suspended it, uh, I think for cost reasons, are the Blue Angels. And if you don't know who they are, they are a um, their group of. Uh, I don't know if they're ex Navy or their current Navy, but they're jet jet. Uh, they're they're sorry, they fly jets, sir, um, <laughs> and. And they fly them very well, and I think there's usually four or six, and they fly in tight formation, and they fly close to the ground, and it can be quite inspiring or terrifying to people. So um, I will throw it to the clip right now, and uh, I'll bring us back in a in a in a second. But uh, just know that that uh, a lot of people have been after us to play this clip. So here we go.
4: Hey there. Hey. Um, we're standing in the hallway, the stairs actually, going up into my bedroom. And then the window, where the...
2: Do I have to crawl up this window?
4: Well, you have two choices. This window, which is kind of longer and flatter. Or the bathroom windows, which take more shimmying. Or we can do the ladder in the
2: back, but that involves you walking up a peaked roof. Yeah, no, I can't do peaked roofs at all. As a matter of fact, I will do this... But I'm not going to sit on that chair. I need to sit on the ground. I'm really scared of heights. I don't. I think you underestimate how scared of heights I am. If I sit in that chair on the roof, I'm going to constantly feel like I'm going to fall over and die.
4: Rate your level of anxiety between a one and a ten right
2: now. Looking out at the TVTL roof roof recording setup. Okay. Well, I live my life at a seven. Okay. Like so, no matter what, I'm always at a seven. No, I would say you know, like uh, so rate my level of anxiety. Five is a what?
4: Five would be you're nervous, but you're not going to go into a – like have a panic attack. You're not going to start you know, having like uh, hyperventilating, that kind of thing.
2: I think it's a five. Let's see how I am when I get out there. Seriously, Lana, call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone
4: from Top Gun. Oh, yeah. We know all about it. That's because we're in a kind of sort of danger zone as we bring you this special and slightly terrifying – Thursday afternoon edition of TBTL. This is the show that's probably too beautiful to live, coming to you from the rooftop of my house, where, in a matter of moments, uh, terrifying Navy jets, known as the Blue Angels, will be strafing us. In fact, there they go. I can (gasps) see them in the distance. Can you see that, Andrew? I can! There he is, producer Andrew Walsh, who, uh, I have to say, you overcame a lot of your own personal terror to get out on this uh, on this roof today, and I appreciate that.
2: Oh, no, I appreciate this. This is good. I We can get into my uh, fears in a little bit here, because i got a lot to say about that. But um, do you see them? It looks like there's... Are there six of them?
4: Um, I can't quite count. They're off in the distance. Oh, man. And what's going to happen uh, throughout today's show is that, uh, well, at least for the next, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes, is that at times when we least expect it, what will first happen, Andrew, is you'll see some birds scatter for no reason and you'll just think huh what are the what are they on about and then about a second later you'll hear the most terrifying noise you've ever heard in your life and you'll look up and there will be a just an angel of death and hellfire known as a blue angel like 50 feet over us
2: I'm worried because you know that I'm dealing with my sense of uh, uh, my my fear of heights while I'm up here right now anyway right. on your roof yeah um, and I'm kind of, you know, the the heights thing, you 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 get to a place and you kind of get used to it, right? And so, like, I'm up here now and I'm getting used to it. If I think about it too much, I get really nervous. Or if I look at the other roofs, like, I can't look or acknowledge how high I am. I just have to, like, kind of look at the roof and kind of keep a hand on the roof.
4: Well, then we should point out, too, uh, in, in your, uh, not defense, but just to kind of clarify some things, because of the way that my house is, my house is kind of on top of a hill, or not on top of a hill, but it's you take a lot of stairs to get up here. So we're on the roof of a fairly sizable house that is itself like 50 feet above the street. So you're adding. This is making it worse, isn't it? It
2: really is. Actually, I didn't want to say anything, but it's, I don't take my picture. I, I love I your. Look...
4: I love. No, you look awesome. You look totally badass. You look so much more badass than any other person who's afraid of heights who's on a kind of high roof doing a pretend radio show. You're like reclining. You're maxing. But you're you relaxing. you know
2: why I'm reclining though, right? So yeah, I'm glad it looks much, cool. You want to have
4: as much of your physical body in contact yes. with the roof as possible.
2: It's, it's yeah, yeah. And I didn't even think about it in those terms until you said that. But it's absolutely right. Like I just need to get myself as low as possible. You know things that make me nervous. I'm look. I I swear in my life I'm looking at somebody's. I'm assuming your footprints. Oh, yeah. That go out that far. You yeah. must have been arranging this, and I'm yeah. looking at how close your footprints are to the edge. This is from before I even got here, maybe yeah. years ago. But no, no, those just from right before you. Got those here. footprints are making me nervous. If I look at those footprints, I start freaking out, and so well, I just need to like look at you and look at the trees. I want you
4: to know, Andrew, that those footprints. Mm-hmm. Those are when I carried you.
2: Why? Yeah, is that why there's only one set? Yeah. Actually, there's only one foot. That's really weird.
4: Yeah. Well. I just, to be safe, I hop
2: oh, okay, when I'm good. up here.
4: It's an old roofer's trick <laughs> that I learned from Crazy Ed, my friend the roofer. He died, by the way. He fell <laughs> off <our> roof. <laughs> so um, we're sitting up here. We're waiting for something to happen. I have to say it's warm.
2: It's really hot. Today
4: Today was predicted to be kind of a cold, gray day tomorrow. And when the weekend comes, it's supposed to, be when it's get, supposed to get really hot. But it's uh, it's plenty, plenty warm up here.
2: You know what I think I need? I think I need to hold on to this mic stand. You know what you got to do? you got to eat that mic stand. Yeah, you do. you really... Because now I'm nervous that... you got to eat that microphone. I'm nervous that when the planes come overhead, somehow it's going to make my position here even more precarious, which makes no scientific uh, sense at all. Oh,
4: but I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Maybe um, I lay
2: down. Are you... Now,
4: now wait a minute. Is your level of anxiety going up or down right now?
2: It's actually going up, and I wonder if it's talking about it. Maybe we should just talk about it. Let's, Let's think about England. (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's increasingly how you get through all of these. Shows. Yes. Now, um, have you ever seen the Blue Angels?
2: I mean, I went to a lot of um, air shows when I was a kid.
4: What's your take on the whole Blue Angel thing? because um, every town's got one of these summer festivals that comes through and it's the Blue Angels or the Snowbirds or some kind of a, you know military mm-hmm. airplane display. And I, I'm a non I'm a pretty non-militaristic guy. I, I kind of... I'm not into any of this America fuck yeah stuff, mm-hmm. typically, but I got to tell you, these uh, these here blue angels, they um, if they ever actually decide to come fly over us, I wonder if they've changed their pattern this year. I've been here for four years, and every year... Uh-oh. I'm hearing a little something in the background. Is that a car? I think that's actually just a car. That was actually just a, a Mercedes-Benz driver. You're not feeling thing. nervous... No on that chair? No, no, no. Because I'm not gonna fall off when they fly over.
2: But I'm I am. now fully prost is what's the word? Prostrate. I'm, is prostrate you when get, you're laying on your yeah. back or well, when you're I laying think on it's your front? Your stomach. You stomach. Okay.
4: you need to have your prostrate checked. Right. <laughs> over forty you just gotta do it like every three weeks.
2: <laughs> Sir you're doing it wrong you have to <laughs> lay on your stomach. I did just realize this isn't going
4: to help you that this cherrymon is is pretty wobbly. But
2: that's what so but you say that you're a, f- a feared of heights yet um look at you cool cucumber like you must not really be well, afraid. Well the whiskey's helping. No, yeah.
4: you know what? Um I uh, I am afraid of heights. Like for instance, I cleaned out the gutters over there yeah. recently and here oh, comes No. Here comes Johnny. <laughs> Those ones were not even near the house.
2: That's really scared me. Andrew
4: is lying completely <laughs> flat against the roof, like you are doing the physical representation of what my innards do when I'm on a scary roller coaster, and oh I my just God. close my eyes and hang on. He's hanging on to
2: <laughs> the serious. folding
4: chair that he that he uh, decided to not sit in. So that scared you. Yeah,
2: I'm getting really nervous. I want to tell you a little more. I'm out here. You know what? That's a very... Everything was so fine before. Then you can started I, rolling.
4: Can I tell you something? That is a very long mic cable that you're using. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely, you could actually, absolutely retreat and uh, I may, I may, but look over there. Oh my God! There they are, pretty as a picture. One, two, three, four, zooming by about I don't know three, four blocks from us to the left. Now it's for whatever reason not loud when they're in that formation. Oh my God! That is so. So cool, I can't even believe it. Isn't that cool? Or you just that just is amazing. Away? Now, what sometimes happens, though, is that one of them has to catch up.
2: And that's when you and hear that's the when tear? It gets.
4: Yeah, because what will happen is they'll do some kind of a, like, a little trickery, and then one guy's off, I don't know what he's doing, maybe, like, he's on his fifteen. Wouldn't that be great if these guys had brakes? It's and a like, union. Oh, it's, of the, a,
2: it's a union plane. <laughs>
4: hey, I haven't had my ten yet, so he's off having his ten, and then he's got to like fly over really fast and like catch up, and that's when, oh, here comes something. Here comes something. Better batten down the hatches, Walsh. Well. Oh, again, see? That's a nice leisurely.
2: See, that is a nice, gentle little turn, right? Yeah, that was nice. That's not too scary. No, no. I don't know why I'm suddenly getting nervous. It's really weird. I was out here for, what, ten minutes before we were... Maybe it's because I was, like, talking about the buttons and the knobs, and I wasn't thinking about it, and we were, like, trying to figure stuff out. Well, you know what? I want to say, for the record, I did not... I promise I didn't bring you
4: up here to try to torment you. No, no, of course not. I I thought
2: this was the best idea in the world. It wasn't until I was telling Genevieve how excited I was. She's like, what do you mean you're going on a roof? And I was like, oh, yeah! I'm scared of roofs
4: <laughs> because right now I feel like I'm the I'm the slightly older kid on the block I know. and I'm hanging out with the younger kids and I'm like I'm making them do the thing that makes them the
2: most scared the sad thing is we're the exact same age this is exactly what um boy it I, you know what I love doing is talking about my childhood stories yeah, yeah. because
4: I love I love hearing
2: about yeah, it. no it's it's not a desperate cry for attention or anything like that um, but uh yeah I know when I was a kid like this kind of uh, uh, Fear of heights and stuff would often, like, kind of get me not in trouble, but you know, everybody would be off doing something not that scary. Like, the majority of people who are listening to this right now, like, one percent of them might be as nervous as I am, maybe a half no, of percent. No, no, no,
4: many more than that. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna do while we're talking and while we're waiting for um, for these planes, they're probably not planes, they're probably jets or something. Um, whatever, they're, they're ships, called. I believe. Yes, <laughs> airships. While we're waiting for these wagons, I'm gonna take a picture from this roof. So that people can see what you're dealing with, because it's not insignificant, and I think it's a much, I think it's a much um, greater percentage than one percent would be. A little bit nervous being up here. Maybe. I am, I am a little bit nervous also. I'm not kidding you. I just, um, oh, the thing I was about to say was uh, before the the blue angel showed up was I, um, when I was cleaning that gutter out, I was lying completely. Speaking of pros, prostrate. I was lying completely prostrate. You know what I mean? And just my hand was over the edge. I didn't want in any way to have any more of my physical body like leaning over the edge than was necessary because I was worried I was gonna like end up 60-40. I may have to go inside. Just it's the fact that you can't see him. There's just one, he's up there. Oh, this is gonna be cool. Look
2: look looks him. There it is. he's going to catch up with That the is other amazing.
4: One. Don't you feel like lying on your back though? Yeah, it's better. Don't Yeah, because and you can see them, too. I mean, the one cool thing about the the this setup how it happens to be is that like is that lying on your back does not mean you can't see the action. Right,
2: exactly. But no more talking about uh, the gutters, no more talking about uh, the edges of the roof. Let's talk about something nice.
4: Okay. Um, you know, we usually have a, an involved show sheet for these things, believe oh, yeah. it or not. We usually have a plan. Um, and today we don't really have a plan because I just figure we get Andrew up here, we make him cry. Right, right. And then, you know, we've got radio gold. By
2: the way, once you, we were talking about my pants earlier. Yeah. Were we talking about that on tape or off uh,
4: tape? I think that was uh, on tape.
2: Okay, good. Then we were talking about my pants earlier. I do think that I'll need to be cleaning them after this. And it's not <laughs> about the roof tar. <laughs> Oh. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the uh, 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 Do you want to talk about the Olympics? You know, I'm on a rant about the uh, about the, the spoilers.
4: Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's do that. But I just want to warn you that at any moment when the Blue Angels get close, I am gonna make a sound that sounds a lot like this, <laughs> and that's just happiness.
2: Okay. So and the, so, there will be a lot of pants washing tonight.
4: Yes. I know for so many different reasons. Mine's coming out the other end. though. <laughs> that's the weird part. I have front problems and you have back
2: problems. <laughs> oh, we all out got problems. Out of the garage. And into the basement. I'm still not exactly sure what that and reference and is. Into the gutter. <laughs> yes. That's more like I it. I also
4: know that I'm developing a weight problem because the amount of under breast sweat I have is <laughs> really pronounced. Like just getting this whole thing set up, I mean, can can I, can I do something that's frustrated every person I've ever dated? Which is just openly
2: goad you into giving me props. But this
4: is actually pretty cool. This setup, right? Terrifying yes, of course. As it is, I
2: yeah, kinda... I thought you were gonna. God, I thought you were gonna make me ask you. You're gonna ask me something about your breast mm-hmm. sweat. No, that's really ruined. On edge that's there. ruined enough relationship. Yeah. No, I mean,
4: I I was setting this whole thing up and I wasn't sure if it was going to work because we got we run an extension cord out of the bedroom. No, this is perfect. We've got the uh, we've got our little mixer out here. We've got um, the laptop uh, and and the whole like. Now I wanted to I wanted to actually. Okay, I'm sorry about about the Olympics.
2: No, no, we can skip that. If you uh, you said no. the show sheet, so I thought maybe you were grasping for things to talk about. We don't no, need to hear I, my Olympic I, rant. No,
4: no, I commonly am, but I wanted to. Uh, oh, okay. That's going to make some noise pressure.
2: So that's the new Dreamliner.
4: <laughs> that's why it's six years late. Because no one asked them how many people
2: it was supposed to hold. <laughs> I get you there fast. Yeah. Oh, it's bitches. One person at a time.
4: Have you ever done that? Like, you buy something online, and you think, God, this is so cheap for this item. Or, like, why is this Why is this so affordable? Or, like, I remember once I looked at these apartments, um, and this was back in the days of, like, the newspaper yeah. apartments, like, classified ads, and it was, like, three-bedroom apartment. It has a pool, and it was, like, all this stuff. And I was, like, I looked at some photos of it, and I was just, like, how can this be so cheap? And then I got there, and it was, like, halfway between Tacoma and Seattle. Uh. and It was, like, totally crummy. I feel like... That would be hilarious if the people ordering the Dreamliners were like, we want it to go this fast, and, and Bunny was like, totally. And they, they brought it to them, and they were like, it, it does hold two people.
2: <laughs> Whoa, that was so cool. Oh, they went right above us.
4: Two of them. And they were, like, leaving that smoke. I think one of them needs to look at the, um, the manifold on that. Yeah. That thing is burning smoke.
2: Yeah, one of them looked at me. The guy I could see.
4: I have a long running hope that one of these times when they're flying over, I'll like look up and the cockpit will tilt and like a guy who's probably like a raging Republican, probably like loves Tim McGraw more than anything in the world. <laughs> Basically the opposite expression of humanity from me. He'll look down and he'll like give me like a he'll salute me yeah. on my roof. Yeah. Holding my scotch.
2: And he's gonna be wearing <laughs> he's gonna be wearing a red and black helmet, it's gonna say Maverick on the <laughs> front of it.
4: there will be any translation into the audio of how awesome this is up here?
2: I don't know. I mean, it must be pretty loud. And people, it, you know, airplanes make those they make that like it's, it's not just a loud I just motor mean, sound. It's like sounds like this they're ripping the sky open. I think that'll translate. oh This could be loud.
4: This is going to be pretty loud. You have to admit, that is... That is awesome. Freaking awesome, right? Probably, like, I don't know how many feet from us. Like, let's just say half a football field. Maybe an entire football field.
2: Let's say half a foot. About half a foot. Let's say half a foot. it's a theater of the mind.
4: (laughs) Probably, like, half a football field away from us. Four of these Blue Angels just flying in this really tight formation.
2: And they're chasing a MIG. (laughs)
4: Um, sadly, they've been scrambled to an airplane where there was a digital <laughs> camera left in the, uh, oh, left in yeah. the, in the seat holder. Um, I, I was going to say, I wonder if, the, like, this might be classically one of the shows that we do where we're just kind of, like, sitting up here having fun drinking and it, it doesn't translate in any
2: way into listenable podcast. I got to say, if the tape of you and me walking to the train station didn't, like, fill your inbox full of hate mail, then... This can't be worse than that.
4: I mean, no. They have low standards.
2: Okay. That's a given.
4: But I wonder if the standards are are this low. Um, I'm also a little—I have to say, you have fears of falling off this roof or whatever. I have fears of my neighbors—like, not my my kind of younger, hipper neighbors now. They know about the podcast. Yeah. Which is part of why I've got to really be careful what I say. But um, I have some older neighbors, and in particular this older, very nice African-American woman who lives across the street— and I don't know if she's like totally up on rooftop podcasting <laughs> as a thing that people do. <laughs> and she can, and she also sits on her porch pretty much twenty-four hours a day. And so I think her like staring at me as she's doing right now is—I I don't think that I'm looking less crazy in her
2: mind. And also, I'm laying down so she can't see me at all. You right. look like a crazy guy exactly. by yourself. I'm just, I'm
4: just talking to myself now. Now, there's always a moment. With these, uh, with these blue angels, where you don't hear anything at all until it's just right on top of you. By the way, that's also how loving me works. <laughs> you don't feel anything until I'm right on top of
2: you. <laughs>
4: I saw you sit up a moment ago, Andrew. It Looks like you're feeling a little bit. I'm
2: working on it. I'm working on it. I'm also. This is what drives me crazy. Fears are so irrational. Like, it makes absolutely no sense. I'm, like, really far from the edge. Like, there's not—I know there's nothing that bad can happen to me. Except the thing that's going
4: to happen in three, two, one. Are you kidding me? That was one of those—that was one of those ones where you don't see it coming. Did he tip his wing?
2: I think he tipped his wing at you. He did.
4: Hey, Maverick. Oh, now he's going up here. Look up a little bit in the sky. Look up in the sky. He's doing like he's going straight up in the air and like leaving a contrail or something. Oh, nice. Contrails that are full of poison, by the way, if you listen to uh, Coast to Coast. God, that was so cool. That was one of the. That's as loud as it gets. Okay, that's the loudest it gets.
2: Okay, I need to relax a little bit here. Was that noticeably. I'm going to owe you some new. I'm (laughs) gripping the only thing I can possibly grip, which is like this little corner of a roof (laughs) tile. Yes. And so I'm going to owe you a roof tile and a staple. For I know staple keep, I know
4: that we keep saying this for some reason like many times in the last few shows. But the idea that you're gripping like a, a shingle from the roof, for, for, that shows me that you are in the midst of a stress stream. Because that's what happens in my stress streams is I'm in a high place. I know we've just talked about this like one show ago. But it's always the thing I'm trying to hold on to is really
2: insufficient for the job. It's not like there's a handle. You know what I mean? Can I go inside? Yes. I'm getting a little freaked out. you got to take my microphone, and then I don't know how I'm going to get it back again. I can put yeah, it in my, my pocket. Do you want to turn go. the mic down?
4: Yeah, I'll turn you down. Sorry if you took No, no, no. All right. Just make sure you're, um... We're going to run out this, uh... Hold on. For a second. Bear with us, folks. So that was the one that got to you, huh?
2: It's just all of this is just getting to me a little... Oh, but you seem like you were... Maybe it's all the talking
4: about it. Probably. Know. All right. All right. Here comes another one. No, that's, that's not a bad one. Okay, here you go. You've got – now we've given Andrew enough slack. Are you going to go like inside, inside, or are you just yeah. going to go – I'm
2: going to just like lean out
4: the window. Okay. Is
2: that okay? Sure. Is and that... I don't need these headphones probably,
4: right? No, you can't. You, you, in fact, th- they'll they'll be worse because you, you'll you be even less able to hear me. Yeah, all right. Sorry about this. No, not at all. Not at all.
2: I just think I'll be much more relaxed in conversation.
4: Yeah, okay. Um. So Andrew is now taking do you wanna take your beer with you? Yeah. Here you go. Here you go, buddy. Thank you. That was that proves to you by the way Andrew's not that scared because he did reach back for his beer. He reached <laughs> back over his shoulder. Actually, for, now he's a little now he's slightly trapped. He's yeah, the hard. I forgot to tell you the hard part is getting back in. Alright, he is God, I really wish I would have taken a picture of that. You guys would have been amazed. <laughs> Just a man climbing in a window the wrong way with a microphone in his pocket and a beer in his hand. Okay, feel- hold on. I gotta turn you back up.
2: How you doing now? Well, I'll be, I be. This is all. This is exactly what it was like as a little kid. Like I feel a million times better right now, but I'm gonna regret this forever that I couldn't just sit on a damn roof. Luke's taking a, picture, taking a picture of, of me. me.
4: Not Andrew. I, listen, I want you to be comfortable more than anything. Right And I know how it is When you're doing something When you're doing something scary Or something that you're Uncomfortable with uh, And there's Like When you get to the point Where you're comfortable When you get out of that space It's the best feeling And it's a relief So you should do You should do the show In such a fashion That you're not feeling Nervous all the whole time And I really mean that
2: Cause I gotta be honest with you Like I, I love seeing these planes But I couldn't enjoy it Cause I was freaking out so much I was just desperately Hanging right, on here comes one
4: Ah <gasps> oh, Shit is really good you're inside for that one <laughs> <laughs> that was like the single one of earlier, but four of them at a time and then here comes two more here it comes oh my sweet Jeebus
2: wow say okay so let's did you enjoy that pass more because you yes. were feeling afraid yeah because I have absolutely no like again, like you should take a picture of where I was. It's so safe. I was so far away. I from took some pictures of edges. you lying down. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You mean last night or this afternoon? <laughs> yeah.
4: Why are you sleeping on the roof? It's like you're <laughs> afraid of it, but then it's just like. Um, all right. I um I I, I want to take one more picture of you. Okay.
2: Yeah. Because this is this is how a uh, a brave person looks.
4: <laughs> it's not Andrew. I can't tell you this enough, man. Don't don't worry about. Whether or not you're being brave, because uh, because I, I would much rather you were comfortable in enjoying this. than th- the goal of this really was not to make you scared.
2: You know what my goal is actually to get in here, close this window, trap you out there, and steal everything in yeah. your house. Yeah,
4: and then then you're gonna single white female me. And then
2: you'll just take yes. over my life. I'm gonna steal all your possessions, then scoot away on my scootabout. <laughs> as you as you know, I live simply. So, uh oh.
4: Oh, this is going to be interesting.
2: Whoa. Do you think
4: that next year we should have a listener party up here? Do you think we should have a listener party up here next year? <laughs>
2: yes. There's not that's, there's not much liability there, is there? If you win um, the the Perfect Ten Contest... You get to spend 24 hours on this roof by yourself.
4: <laughs> that sounds awful.
2: <laughs> God, I'm just sweating like uh, something that's very sweaty. That's the there. other thing. It was getting really hot out there, too. Can I get you anything? I'm in a pretty good position here now. No, I'm good. I've got my
4: water. I've got my scotch. I've got the beer you left out here. Um, I've got the panties your mother laid out for you.
2: <laughs> Speaking of, Seinfeld I don't know where joke. it came from. your dirty thing. But I leaned out the window a second ago, and somehow a dime rolled all the oh, way. Oh, yeah. I had, to, I had to put some change on that windowsill. Oh, there it is. But I just watched it roll all the way off the roof. Oh, yeah.
4: Can you imagine if those planes were here to kill you?
2: <laughs> oh, man. You know what I mean? like. Yes. Like. And to- we're more used to seeing stuff like this than probably people in like... Some other country. No, I bet you they're—I
4: bet you, depending on the country, they may be—even though technologically their lives are, are, are very basic, they're, like, probably people that live in, like, Tora Bora. Yeah. They're like, they're, like, shitting in a hole and often living, you know, hundreds of years behind us in technology, but they're probably far too used to these kinds of planes flying over them and occasionally dropping bombs. Yeah. Although maybe it's mostly drone-based now, but, I mean, like— They had things similar to this in Vietnam, right? Can you imagine being, like, in the Viet Cong, Mm. and you're just, like, hunkered down in a... I'm not, like, uh uh-oh, cool. Cool. There go a bunch of them. One, two, three, four. I'm realizing why this is such a bad show. It's because every time I begin to try to make something even vaguely resembling a point, the Blue Angels fly by, and then I just go,
3: Oh, God, there they go.
4: (laughs) A lot of people, when we did that baseball show, a lot of people were like, They've sent very nice notes about my pretend baseball announcing. Yeah, I like that. that this was is good. the opposite of that. It turns out I should never be a Blue Angels announcer. Yes.
2: You could never announce at a uh, at, at a Sky Show or no. an air show. because 90% sort. of my thing would just be like,
4: oh.
0: <laughs> You'd be like
2: Fred Willard in Dog oh. Show.
4: <laughs> I'd be like Fred Willard in the Tiki Theater. Ooh. I mean, I'd be masturbating actually, during the air yeah, show. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it, yeah. You know I have to go to a meeting after this? Oh, really? Like a, – they're trying to uh, have me – um, this cruise line that will remain anonymous for now, they want me to record, uh, all of the, um, videos that play on the cru- all of their cruise ships. It's a g- gigantic cruise line. It's like maybe the biggest in the world. Whoa. And this would be the thing that would be like the safety video, like go get in your life, life like lifeboat or whatever they call it. I don't know. Details aren't important with this stuff. <laughs> I have to go have this meeting with them after this, where we talk about how, you know, the things that they want me to be careful about doing and not doing and Like, saying.
2: they want you to be careful Like, don't sit on roofs
4: For instance, that's one of the things that they they Totally, um, really Really would like the uh, listeners uh, Rather the, uh, the riders of their ship to not do Oh, here comes a biggie, Andrew Right there Whoa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That is so cool
4: I'm taking the headphones off. Now, it should be mentioned that, um, number one, I'm going to be a wreck at this meeting with the cruise line. Yeah. Maybe Uh, you should call in sick. I'll be fine, I think. I'm just... More than anything, I'm just going to be like a sweaty mess. Yeah. Because I'm sitting up on this roof getting beaten down by the sunshine. I think for
2: your... if If there's going to be any kind of tryout component of this, can you just say... There's a fire, <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, the burning <laughs> amazing and scene! <laughs> do you wanna try that again? a little bit calmer no, um no, the thing I was going to say is um uh i i in all this blue angel uh you know uh worship that we're doing. I, I do understand, we're going to hear from our listeners on this I do understand that It's hell on the pets And I'm not even kidding oh. Animals hate these stu- It's like fireworks Yeah. And that sucks And I wish there was a way that that wasn't the case Because I've h- had dogs in this city And like They're so freaking scared by these things Oh man <laughs>
2: ripping the sky apart. They really are.
4: They're going to do that thing from Superman, one of the Supermans, where, like, I think Lois Lane dies. Remember? And so he has no. to fly the
2: Earth backwards. Oh, yes. Is that why he does the Yeah, you're right. He goes up and then he, like, reverses the, like, rotation of the Earth. Yeah, that's a very controversial yeah, scene. Yeah, as well and, it should be because yeah, it's bullshit. Everybody knows floor, that. Yeah. But I'm
4: a little worried they're going to do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> if they keep flying
2: that hard... It would be horrible if they just, like, reverse it just so that I'm back out on the roof.
4: <laughs> the other thing, I, again, I, as I do all too frequently now, I apologize. Okay? No, don't apologize. No, not to you. Oh, okay. To the okay. listeners. Oh, okay. Because the other thing that's happening is you, you can't really see me. Can you take a picture on your camera of me yeah, out here? Yeah. I want people to kind of know. I'm up on this roof, but basically, like... I don't have a 360-degree view. I can kind of see around me uh, if I crane my neck. But at any time, there's a chance that uh, one of these jets is going to, like, just come from my blind spot. And so I'm always craning around, and I'm listening very carefully to every single sound. Um, For instance, over my left shoulder at my... At basically, my uh, my eight o'clock. I just heard a like I think a sonic boom. Anyway, so th- that's adding to the completely distracted uh, nature of this particular episode. Now, these guys are supposed to go until they're supposed to go from what tw- uh, one fifteen to.
2: Do
4: you know what the, you know what the time was, Walsh? On when how long this thing's supposed to go.
2: No, all I knew was it was supposed to start at 1.15. And they got to shut down a major freeway bridge here to make it happen. So I don't think it can last too long, right?
4: Yeah, I think it's like an hour or so of this practice. But there's always kind of like a false ending. It's not unlike an M. Night Shyamalan movie. There's like three or four what you think are the endings. Because they'll do this thing where they all fly off and you just kind of like, wow, that was awesome. And then you smoke a cigarette and then you're just like, is that good for you? Yeah. And then... They come back and they do like five more things. So when it seems like they're done, usually that means there's a, there's a couple of more passes in them. But anyway, um, I just wanted to say that it is, it is lame for the animals of uh, the Seattle area. Now, okay, as cool as this is, if you could go thumbs up or thumbs down on this happening, Walsh. In other words, like all the money that goes into this. The fact that it stresses the animals out, the fact that they close the freeways. My, my take on it is kind of like, well, they're doing it. It's happening. I can't make it not happen. And and selfishly, I kind of love it. But I could see the argument for it just not being a thing that happened.
2: Well, I love it. I love air shows. I love watching airplanes. I have dude, my entire life. So I uh, I would have to be for it. But, I mean, I guess I'm not so worried. I, my apologies to the pet owners out there. I do love animals. But I do sort of think, like, well they'll get over this like it's it's not going to it's not the end of the days they think it is it's just a problem the, that's, but that's
4: that's where things get, get <laughs> right. problematic for
2: them so that's not so much a problem for me i mean i guess I, I, whose budget does this come out this isn't pentagon money is it like i don't even know where what the what the uh, economics of this are um
4: yeah i don't either you'd think uh, as a talk radio host in this town where this thing happens every year i would have figured that, that out but i have not
2: but uh, you know let's just say that you know, our city is paying money, or our county is paying money to bring the Blue Angels here. I don't know what that amount of money is, and I don't know what my cutoff is. But like, yeah, I've played Sim City. I know you got to <laughs> keep the residents happy. You know, like, and this this keeps people happy. I mean, it's a beautiful summer day this weekend. Like, people are all going to go to Seafair. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's I, worth it.
4: I have to say, I really look forward to it, and I really love it. But I think that, I think that the logical part of my brain thinks it's a terrible idea, essentially, because hmm. like can you imagine just the practice run for these guys? It must cost twenty thousand dollars in fuel just for them to do that thing that just happened, and yeah. then will I assume, or maybe not, maybe they are really done, no, nope. see, I'm so paranoid, yeah, no, I hear him, yeah, or that might be Charlie,
2: you know what I love. The smell of napalm Mm -hmm. in the morning.
4: What does it smell like to you? That seems like that's a a very acrid smell. I don't know why anyone would like that smell.
2: But it—it you're gonna think I'm crazy, but it kind of smells like victory to me.
4: Oh God, huh? Okay. Well, to each their own. Yeah.
2: I saw a lot of shit though, so my perspective (laughs) on that's probably warped. How many Vietnam veterans does it take to screw in a light bulb? You don't know because you weren't there. You weren't there,
4: man. You weren't there.
0: The Blue Angels Show has a cold open, so those are pretty rare in t b t l so you know something special is happening they're 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 climbing up uh, on the roof and I have not been on this roof, but I have been in that bedroom where you can climb out onto that roof and I am uh in my advancing years a little bit afraid of heights as well so uh, that I can imagine the, 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 there's an area there that's pretty flat. It's not a huge area, and I think we've seen photographs of it. It's not a huge area, but there's an area that, there that's pretty flat and seems pretty safe. But when you are aging into a lot of fear of heights, which I'm finding talking to people, it does get worse as you get older. Because I had no fear of heights when I was a kid, and it's just gotten slowly worse every year. Uh, I call it the heightening. Um, <laughs> yeah it's it's just not a big space and then it looks over it doesn't if 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 that um space were on the back of the house and it was just like ten feet above the carport that'd be fine but the houses in Seattle in these old neighborhoods are often built on hills and the that space is over that long long staircase that went up to his house in the Mount Baker neighborhood and then really all you could probably see from as far as Andrew got out is all the way down to Luke's neighbor the kindly black woman and that i probably would be at that point a couple hundred feet from you know your vantage point so you definitely think if you fell off of there, you would die. And part of part of my experience, the the heightening for me over the years is not that I think I'm going to fall because I'm not uncoordinated. Uh, but there there are two things. One, uh, even though it's a beautiful sunny day, I'm thinking, oh, what if a huge gust of wind comes up while I'm standing up and I just it just blows me off the roof and I die. That's one. It's not. And I'm not saying either either of these things is logical. What? But... Because they're not. But number two is I think I might jump. And I'm not yes, suicidal it at all. <laughs> but yes, I
1: think
0: I That's think an what, actual thing. Right. What if I just all of a sudden like I say, oh, God, I hate my life. And then I, just, I just jump <laughs> off and I'm at this irreversible decision. So those are the two things. And, and it sounds like you kind of have the same thing.
3: Well, I forget what it's called. It's a uh, self-destructive impulse. or so, It's got yes. the word impulse in the, right. in the term. And it's not that I want to. It's just that when I'm near like a railing or a balcony, I just sort of think what would happen? Like right. I don't believe that gravity would take over unless I actually tried it.
0: Yeah, I'm a little nervous right now. I'm just <laughs> sweating a little bit right now, just talking about it. But um, uh, before I before I just talk over everybody, Ben, why did you choose this clip? Um, I'm sorry. Why did I say Ben? <laughs> Nick, why did you? Choose this See,
1: clip? I, I was just going to go with it, but um.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, uh, ben is one of the other fellows we've had on our show, and there have been so few of you. I'm going to call you all. <laughs> um,
1: so I always this is this is one of those I've probably listened to this episode. At least five or six times, for whatever reason, the whole like the and I, I use this heavily. TBTL remotes always are always seem to be like uh, some of the, the the most like the funniest episodes, the ones that are just so totally kind of off the you know not off the rails, but just so different, which is really saying something about the show to begin with. But it, it's one I, I've always I always enjoyed that. The second one I was thinking of in contention was the uh, the boat show they did with Camaro Kev and Andrew uh, oh last God, summer. Yeah. That that one was pretty good too.
0: I don't think anyone submitted that.
1: They, That's great. They should. It's, it's it's definitely one of their good ones too.
0: Um, I don't have either one of you ever, ever been to an air show? No.
1: I I I actually have um my because up in Michigan there's a um, there's a, a city uh, about about four or five hours north of me called Traverse City and they're known for their cherries. And every year they have a cherry festival. And for, for many years, the Blue Angels actually came up there as well. So even at a very young age, I also saw the Blue Angels just tear up the sky, just how Luke described mm-hmm. it. And it actually, I mean, they, they really are pretty cool, especially if because they come out of nowhere, and it's just like the sound is just, oh. Uh, I, I remember you can feel it in your, your, your skin, basically. It's crazy.
0: Well, they're um, – the – the, when the bomber comes by, I I don't know. I w- I never had had that much of a thing for the Blue Angels, but that bomber to me is more ominous. Oh because the because
1: um, oh I I think I don't don't they mention it in the show? I think it's some, big big Bertha, yeah, big boy, like that, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Because you just everything's rumbling and you're like, oh my god, what's
1: once, once something bad is coming? I just don't know what it is yet. <laughs>
0: and it, it reminds me of uh, of like in Jurassic Park when you see the glass of water, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oh no! This is the, whatever's ha- going to happen in about ten <laughs> seconds is going to be terrible. But uh, Luke even mentioned during the show. Um, I never thought about from this perspective, though. Like, what if you were the bad guy? You know, what if you were the enemy of the United States, and and the, and this started happening?
1: Ab- I mean, absolutely. wow! Because and then even even going back to the bomber, like I just think of you know a whole fleet of those coming in just all over your country, and you're thinking. Well, I, uh, you know, again, you know, I think like Luke even says, like, we have, you know, primitive tools and these, you know, death, you know, death machines via air are coming to kill us. It's like, well, I guess it was nice while it lasted.
3: Right. But right. do you think maybe know. that um, you have to have a certain level of sophistication to be able to appreciate the death that's coming to you? I mean, <laughs> no. if I, if I'm in the cave, I might not even know what's happening. But if we decided right. to attack, like, Australia or something... They would know what's going on,
0: right? Right. Yeah, I, I think your ability to fight back would would uh, lead to a, a certain amount of either anger or resignation. Like if 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 you can do anything more than pick up a rock and try to hit hit the plane, then you just go, yeah. "Oh well, we had a very <laughs> yeah, mediocre run. Totally
1: the best I could possibly do with everything that I have. So I gave my best."
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, one thing I really enjoyed was Luke's talk of his underboob sweat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite an admission because at the time when I first heard that episode, I was a little bit heavier man and I was very familiar with that, with that, uh, phenomenon. Poor guy.
3: Oh, please. You guys have no idea. <laughs>
0: um, I think we have some idea. I mean, I- but- yeah. <laughs> no, oh, oh uh Nick doesn't
1: but, um, <laughs> I, 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 I guess I'm not there yet I ch- enjoy it while I can I suppose
0: <laughs> someone on the stens page uh tonight mentioned that um that they were uncomfortable with uh there were like three or four posts criticizing Luke about his cancellation of his uh therapist appointment and expecting not to be charged even though he clearly violated the policy uh warning i'm gonna criticize Luke here for a minute you know how he gets really upset when people use the really obvious songs especially the Beatles songs today's your birthday tax man <laughs> you know that kind of stuff well you're having a show about jets and you're going to play some Kenny Loggins Danger Zone,
1: <laughs> buddy well and even even so they kept mentioning um, uh, wow I feel like Andrew what's the name of the movie Top Gun Gone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They keep mentioning that as well, so it's just like, well, you know, you, you can't, yeah, you can't have it both ways.
0: Yeah, and and one one band is the Beatles, and then this artist is Kenny Loggins. So I'm going to say, if you have to do something cliched, lean Beatles instead of Kenny Loggins. That's my piece on that. Um, the the serious thing that this clip brought up. For me, and it became more serious in the years following as they, uh, the Blue Angels were not at Seafair for at least one or two years. Uh, who's picking up the cost for this public spectacle? And is it inspiring enough to make it worth the cost? Because there are people that truly hate it. I know pets. I mean. I was going to
1: say, because I think they even mentioned that in the. in. Uh in the show as well.
0: There is a cost to it, both, you know, um, fiscally and emotionally for certain people and and animals. Like, do you all think this is a good use of funds, whether public or private? I mean, should this stuff be happening? Because, uh, well, I'll, I'll reserve mine for the end.
3: Well, the obvious answer is that it's a total waste of money when there are other social programs or whatever that you can use it on but on the other hand what's the price of um living in an enjoyable society do you have to have some fun sometimes Mm
1: -hmm. i'm i'm actually going to bring it right back to and and mike you'll appreciate this civilization because there are many times as a ruler you get choices to you know spend money on you know like a circus, for example, to have your right. society have, you know, enjoy life, the finer thing. So I feel like this is kind of one of those, one of those situations where it's, you know, it's not, especially because I, I, I think of the pets, and it's one of those, it, it is, you know, it is very loud, but it's only for one, you know, for one, maybe two days. And then on the flip side, you think of the economical value, it's how many extra people are coming in from the city and from all over the place, bringing more extra business for food and drink and, you know, for merchandise and everything else in that sense. So I mean, it's, i one and I just like jets because they're really cool I also fact <laughs> i
0: i'm in the middle um i I'm not a big fan of it i mean it doesn't do much for me i'm not an adrenaline person. I spend my life you know mostly looking to get away from adrenaline um you know have uh, I was a bank robber who never enjoyed it, never got a thrill from it so uh so it's not for me, but I see its value however. Um, the only, the only way it's ever going to be news is if something terrible happens. Like, and I'm always afraid that, you know, these jets are going to crash above these, you know, hundred thousand people that are at Lake Washington and, and a lot of innocent people are going to be hurt. So I guess when it's happening, I'm just like, I'm just hoping it goes well. I'm not that thrilled by it. I'm just like, please finish this without anyone dying.
3: I think I would like to know the money source too. I would like to know if it's private funds, then who cares? They right. can do whatever they want. If it's government, then I want to know what kind of magnitude we're talking about. Are we talking about millions of dollars? Are we talking right. about thousands? Well, obviously more than thousands. But I think that does kind of come into how I feel about it.
0: Well, I've been talking out of my ass about you know, the Blue Angels. I said Navy. They could be Air Force. I don't know.
3: <laughs> Maybe they're but- aliens. it's probably the postcard yeah i'm
0: sure it's expensive so like yeah who is who is paying for it so sharpshooters let me know on that um does uh does andrew going back inside make you think less of him at all or
3: no no
1: not not even for a second
0: yeah There's a classic picture of him with his head sticking out that window.
1: Which, which that picture is kind of funny, but I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't hold it against him because you can even, even as the episode goes along, you could hear in his voice he was genuinely uncomfortable with it, and he was uncomfortable uh, to to begin with anyway. So the fact that he even lasted as long as he did, I was actually kind of impressed on that. You know, on that sense.
3: And when Luke asked him at the beginning to rate his anxiety, and he came (laughs) up with five, I thought, well, honey, you need to calibrate that because that's clearly not correct. And then the longer they were out there and the more Luke talked about it. And even when Andrew said, please let's talk about something else. And Luke just couldn't stop. He kept bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up. I was was really actually impressed with Andrew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm getting that fear and I, I don't even know if I would have gone out there. If I had, I would have tried to stay, but, Probably the heat would have sent me inside faster than the than the heights. I don't want to sit out there and be uncomfortable um, Do you guys have anything else on this clip
1: well I, I just uh, go back to the height thing um I remember mm-hmm. one point um Andrew says he saw luke's footprints um that kind of oh, all right. went to the uh yeah, he, he said even that was giving him um anxiety and what was interesting there was only one set of footprints, so where the other set came from i don't i, I who who knows at this point. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's where Vanessa carried.
1: Him. <laughs> 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 it was, probably, Pagoda was up there for some, yeah. Just, just hanging out too. So
0: yeah. Paw prints. <laughs> uh, and do you have anything? Uh,
3: yeah. I thought Andrew had a, a lot of really great lines in this episode, whether they were intentionally funny or not, but, uh, like after he got down flat on the roof and he said, let's, <laughs> let's think about England. Yeah, yes. Yes. Feel better. Or or when he he asked Luke, you're not feeling nervous on that chair? It just, <laughs> right. It's just so great.
0: Yeah. I wonder how Andrew feels when he's like um, – I don't know if either of you watch as workaholics, but a big part of the show is they, they sit with some folding chairs straddled over the A-frame roof <laughs> of a house and get high and drunk. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I It makes me nervous. I don't know. <laughs> because uh because i i know i would fall in that situation so um man great clip i'm glad we finally talked about it thank you nick that was great yeah um let's see uh i don't know that we have any business besides uh people need to archive i've i'm one episode into my week good job uh, after about three weeks so i'm pretty proud of myself And I should, at this rate, I should be finishing up in about three and a half months. So um, you can get stickers and that helps support the show at uh, littleredbandwagon.com. And with that, and how do people get in touch? How do they get involved like Nick did?
3: Uh, well, they get involved like Nick did by going to the website littleredbandwagon dot com, and there is a form you can fill out: put your name and what clip you'd like to talk about, and some uh, nice things, maybe some compliments. Will probably push you up the list. <laughs> you can come visit us on Facebook, either on the Stens page or on our page. The Stens is a free for all, but I love it, and uh, ours is a little bit uh, more curated as Mike likes to say. Uh, You can reach people at their personal Twitters. Mike is at at Drew McFrizz. Christy is at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. Bobby is at RL Pape. Producer Jeremy is at Dadsternot. Uh, Meredith is at Meredith underscore Mahan. I'm not on Twitter, but you can certainly come and friend me on Facebook. And uh, Nick, do you have a Twitter?
1: Yes, it is um, at uh, n i c k and a r m e s. Nice and easy. I wasn't creative back yes. then.
3: You got the original one. <laughs>
1: yes, indeed. <laughs>
3: hey, uh,
0: quick story on Twitter tonight. Uh, I was at work, and I, th- I think I sent out some tweet earlier today. And I was at work, and my phone just started blowing up. Bing, 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 bing. And I thought I finally tweeted something. And people stop saying tweeted out. You don't need to say out. I finally tweeted something that really landed. This is my moment. I'm going to get a check mark. Luke's going to be jealous. <laughs> and it turns out I'm in a group chat with um, my friend Barb, and her cat had gotten on her keyboard <laughs> and was sending uh, just dozens of messages. And uh, it was really disappointing, I got to say.
3: But at least you had a taste.
0: Yeah, well, in, yeah, for about five minutes before I could actually check my phone, I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> nailed it.
1: One one time I tweeted something out at – I think it was like the uh, the person who was doing the Lions um, – the, uh, the Twitter account or something like that and I tweeted. It was just kind of like a passing reference to a joke and they retweeted it and – I think I got like 300 retweets, like 400 likes. And I – for just – again, for those 15 minutes, I felt like I was the king of the world. I I, yep. I posted it on Facebook. I was so happy that <laughs>
0: – <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's sad how much of a thrill that yeah. I get when someone actually takes notice of something I've written.
3: Uh, and continuing on with the Twitter theme, you can um – follow the show Twitter at LRB podcast. You can email us at little red bandwagon at gmail.com. And I don't know, maybe you could write a letter, just address the envelope with LRB and then the city and it'll get there. It's like Santa Claus. (laughs) right? Uh, if uh, If you'd like to send us a voicemail, you certainly can. And I really wish that I could remember what the number was and, Uh, maybe this would be a good time for a jingle? Yo, this is Wagoneer Lauren. Word on the street is the LRB isn't getting many voicemails, and it's probably because their
0: number doesn't have a catchy jingle, so I wrote a rap about it. Well, my name is Lauren, and I'm here to say the LRB needs your calls in a major way. You've got Meredith and Bobby and Mike Frizell and while Christie's on sabbatical, there's Anne as well. They're all patiently waiting for the phone to ring with your episode submissions. It don't cost a thing. Just dial eight zero two four three two T B T L. That's eight zero two four three two T B T L. Eight zero two four three two T B
3: 8285's the last four digits. If you dummies can't spell.
0: Peace. All right, and with that, uh, thank you again, Nick. This was uh, a lot of fun, and um, I I wish you the best of luck in your career and in your lying to your employer.
1: <laughs> Thanks, you guys. It was really it was it was great. Th- thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. As soon as you guys announced you were doing this, I think I was probably maybe one of the first people to say, "Please have me on. I want to talk about the show." So glad to finally come on. I appreciate it.
0: Well, you're great, and uh, your clip is great. So, again, thank you. And, uh, Anne, you can uh, get us out of here?
3: Sure thing. Until next time, this is the next party.
0: And we love you, Jen. All right, Nick, you know what to do now.
1: I do? What do I do? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You got to give us your best nailed it.
1: Nailed it! That felt
0: rushed. <laughs> do you, do you want
1: to um, Yeah, all right, hold on. Nailed it.
0: I like that. Do you want to do a clap and then nail it? Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. okay. <laughs> God damn
0: it. How did you How did you screw it up when it was <laughs> just you? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> nailed it.